As we stay, remain standing in God's presence, we will turn to the scriptures, turning our attention to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. We will continue with our message, Acts 10:38. Amen. Father, Lord, we are grateful to you for your word. We thank you for your word that's going to come through. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is available for your children, Lord, to excel, Father. Lord, we yield our lives to you. Every resistance to the preaching of gospel, the word of God, we bind them in the name of Jesus and we take victory. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. To God be the glory. Every critical spirit be stilled and Christ be exalted in the house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody remember what the title was for the message? No, very good. The title is Anointed for an Assignment. Anointed for an assignment. Last week we looked into what is an anointing, different kinds of anointing that is portrayed in the scriptures, the anointing that are mentioned in the Old Testament and the New Testament, how it is different. Anointing in the Old Testament, generally speaking, was symbolic. The oil represented the Holy Spirit. Anointing in the New Testament apart from anointing the sick with oil was never symbolic. The person is actually anointed and literally covered and filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We said what does the anointing do? What's so, what's so special about anointing? The scripture teaches us that the anointing enables us, enriches us, equips us makes us a factor and it equips us in such a way that we are able to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy, eliminates and eradicate the plots and the ploys of the enemy that bruise against our lives. Praise the Lord. What is so important about anointing? We said anointing is God's kind of ability to fulfill God's kind of mandate and purpose for each and every one of our lives. God knows there is going to be challenges and obstacles and hurdles that will come our way and anointing enables us to overcome them and anointing obliterates the yoke. We said in the New Testament there are basically seven scriptures that talk about anointing. Four refers to Jesus and three, we see there are other references. We said that Jesus Christ was anointed. The scripture says that Jesus, the Son of God, was anointed. Praise the Lord. And we also said that there are two phases to anointing. How anointing impacts our personal life and how anointing upon our lives 
will bless those who we minister to or those whom we serve. That's what we said. Praise the Lord. Anointing in this day and age means that we are set apart, sanctified for a specific task, for a special call, for a specific service. Praise the Lord. We ought to understand that there is a special anointing that is upon each and every one of the child of God who yields himself to the work of God and to the Holy Spirit so that God's purpose and mandate concerning our lives can be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. Now, drawing our attention to Jesus, we read how God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Spirit and power. And what was the result of that anointing is what the scripture says in the next part. What does it say? And what did that anointing do? The Bible says, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, we're going to look at Jesus as our model. Jesus was spirit-filled, Jesus was spirit-controlled, and Jesus was spirit-led. Jesus was spirit-filled, Jesus was spirit-controlled, and Jesus was spirit-led. And so those who follow Jesus ought to be spirit-filled, spirit-controlled, and spirit-led. Praise the Lord. When Christ was anointed, what did he do? The Bible says, number one, he went around about doing good. Praise God. Now, we don't want to overlook a truth that the scripture teaches. Jesus is unique in himself. There is no one that can be compared to Jesus. Jesus is unique as a person. Jesus is unique in his power. Jesus is unique in his majesty. Jesus is unique in his glory. Jesus is unique in his words. Jesus is unique in his works. Jesus is unique in his ways. Jesus is incomparable. Praise the Lord. No doubt about it. Praise the Lord. But as children of God, you and I have been called to emulate and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Yet, we need to clearly define and demark the difference. Number one, Jesus is the only Savior. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the Redeemer. Praise the Lord. There is only one name given under heaven on earth whereby men can be saved. It is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus releases the power of God, setting the captives free, healing the sick, bringing forth deliverance among mankind. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. God has exalted him. Given him a name above all of the name. That of the name of Jesus. Everything in heaven on earth under the earth should bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord for the glory of God the Father. Praise God. Jesus is unique. Praise the Lord. This unique Jesus who is our Savior and our Redeemer right now is interceding for you and me seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise the Lord. If Jesus the Son of God ought to be anointed by Holy Spirit and power to fulfill the mandate that was placed upon him, how much more you and me ought to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. So when the Bible says Jesus went about doing good, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Jesus went about doing good. What is this good that Jesus did is specifically written in the scripture, praise the Lord. Likewise, God wants us to be people who do the good that God has called us to do. Praise the Lord. The good that Jesus did brought forth salvation to mankind. Jesus is the Savior. Today, you and I, we don't present ourselves as Savior, but we present Jesus the Savior. When you present Jesus the Savior, you are partnering in that good work. Praise the Lord. When you share the good news, go and spell the gospel, you and I are doing the good work that God wants us to do. Praise the Lord. If we are have to be effective in the work that God entrusts us, we need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit because it's that anointing that gives us the edge that we need to become effective in our ministry and in our service. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus came to redeem those who were bankrupt spiritually, primarily, spiritually those who are bankrupt. And we have been entrusted this mandate to go forward and bring forth and present Jesus who can redeem people from their spiritual bankruptcy. Praise the Lord. By reconciling them to God. By restoring them to fellowship. By reinstating them in the presence of God. But that is the spiritual realm that every one of us ought to be involved in one way or the other. But then there is, we live in a world that is fallen. Praise the Lord. When Jesus did, what did he do? He went around, he preached the good news. He healed the sick. He delivered those who were blind, those who were lepers. He delivered those who were bound by Satan. Praise the Lord. The world around us is full of people who are in turmoil, who are suffering one way or the other. Praise the Lord. Can you Envision the world around us that is suffering. When we look at the world news, 
we see the chaos the confusion the destruction the disaster that is taking place around the world then you have a world that is in pain in hunger in different kinds of crisis hallelujah then you have the underprivileged those who take advantage of the weak those who take advantage of those who are underprivileged in the world there is all kinds of brutalities and atrocities in the world we see terrorism at rise we see human trafficking and injustice that is going on the slave trade might be abolished but there is so many different forms of slavery that still exist because satan is busy using and oppressing people in this world praise the lord when god was with jesus jesus made a difference in his world when god is with us and when his anointing is upon us we also can make a difference in our world what is the difference your world my world there is a difference praise the lord when we talk about world our sphere of influence our world each one of us has a world praise the lord your world will comprise of your neighborhood your world will comprise of your friends your world will comprise of your workplace your work will comprise of the community that you live in your world will comprise of the people that you interact with and the sphere of influence that you have within that world whatever world that you are moving in god wants us to move with the anointing of the holy spirit that and that only can make a difference everything else we become insignificant there praise the lord but before we touch that part i want to bring a reality check praise the lord anointing does not mean you are immune from trouble struggles or trials in life praise the lord anointing makes us effective in the role and in the arena that god places us but it does not eliminate praise the lord the challenges and the obstacles that comes but the anointing in us the anointing upon us enables us to run over things that wants to intimidate us and put us down praise the lord look at the anointing of jesus just because jesus was anointed with the holy spirit and power did not stop the people plotting and scheming and bringing devices against him it did not keep the people from trying to trap him praise the lord jesus overcame every trap every device every scheme that brewed against his life hallelujah when you look at the life of jesus from the womb to the tomb praise the lord from the cross to the crown hallelujah from the thorns to the throne hallelujah 
the anointing was upon him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Once we are anointed, we cannot stay stagnant. We need to grow in our anointing. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? It means we need to set ourselves separate, ourselves apart from the worldliness, from things that contaminate our spirit and our body. Praise the Lord. This is very important. Quite often people feel that they are saved, they are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and then they can live any way you can. No, you cannot. Praise the Lord. If you saturate and immerse yourself in worldliness, praise the Lord, you will lose your edge. Praise the Lord. Don't forget it. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit, but if you live in the world, a worldly kind of life with no boundaries and no separation, very soon you will become blunt. You will lose your edge. And God pours his anointing upon us so that we can retain our edge and press on into the realms of God. Hallelujah. How is it that we are able to sustain and grow in that anointing that God places upon our lives? Well, look at Jesus. Jesus was the son of God. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power. Yet, Jesus took time to spend with his heavenly father. He gave premium time in communion with his heavenly father. Without me, you cannot do anything. Without Jesus, we cannot do anything. Prayer, life is absolutely important. Meditation of God's word is not secondary. It is priority. Spending time with God and God's people in fellowship enables us to stir up that anointing. Praise the Lord. To keep ourselves focused. To keep ourselves sharp. To keep ourselves from anything that contaminates our lives. Humility is something that is needed. One can be anointed and yet he needs to be humble. Personal life is absolutely important. What's done on the stage is a small small part of life very small part of life of a personal life before God is absolutely important hallelujah and so if we have to continue to grow and sustain our anointing we need to keep our bond with the Lord tight praise the Lord hallelujah on the same token we cannot forget that anointing can lose its edge. How? Through pride, through selfishness, through carelessness, through disobedience. If you have doubt, check the life of Saul. Saul was disobedient. Saul led a careless life and thereby slowly, gradually, he lost the anointing that was upon him. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
we as god's children we want to sustain and continue to grow in that anointing that god places upon our lives jesus was anointed with the holy spirit and the power praise the lord see power power can corrupt us praise the lord how we use our power is very very important praise the lord hallelujah and we all have powers in certain realms praise the lord we have our power over our children we have power over our family we have power over those who work under us we have power in so many different realms how do we use our power is very important praise the lord if god has to entrust us with greater power and greater anointing we need to prove how we use our power that god has given point i want to make joseph joseph was raised to a seat of power he had the power to do harm to his brothers but we see joseph who had the spirit of god in him he did not use his power to bring his brothers down but he used this power to elevate his brothers he used this power not to harm them but to help them praise the lord you see the spirit of god that comes upon us has the nature and the quality and the character of the holy spirit praise the lord a spirit of forgiveness praise god so when we are entrusted with smaller realms of power how do we use that power are we do we use that power selfishly to promote ourselves or do we use that power for god's purpose is something that we will have to prove as we go about with our lives i want to draw your attention to jesus how did he use his power praise god the delicate balance between being merciful and just the balance between being merciful and just is a delicate balance and we see christ using that delicate balance as much as he was anointed with that holy spirit and with power the power that was upon him he used it to obliterate the yoke of satan that was upon his people praise god the holy spirit wisdom that he had upon him praise the lord he used that to discern between what is godly and what is ungodly i want to draw your attention to the case before jesus the woman who was caught in adultery is brought before jesus on one side there is a pressure to uphold the law on the other side god as jesus wants to be compassionate how did jesus deal with that scenario he did not undermine the laws of god he did not wink at sin he did not brush away sin 
but at the same time he did not condone sin praise the lord so that is the delicate balance between condemning sin and condoning sin praise the lord how do you manage a situation every one of us will go through situations in our lives where we will be presented praise the lord scenarios and where we will have to use the delicate balance sometimes we are we are hard and fast on one side and not the other side but there is so much to learn from jesus praise god jesus does not overlook sin but jesus does not wipe the person off praise the lord hallelujah this is a delicate balance that every one of us have to master the art quite often we are so afraid to take a stand against sin that we gobble the sin praise the lord knowingly and knowingly we condone sin because we are afraid to take a stand every one of us need the anointing of the holy spirit to make hallelujah the right decision each time a case comes before us praise the lord why do you think the pharisees or the people brought this woman who was caught in adultery before jesus why did you think they brought him brought her before jesus was it just to uphold the law if it was just to uphold the law where is the other party who was involved in this act of adultery is was it because they were zealous for the things of god no it was not the zeal they were trying to trap test jesus praise the lord hallelujah folks when we are living in this world these kind of scenarios will come before us and we need the wisdom of god the anointing of the holy spirit to discern between what is godly and what is ungodly every time the choice is not simply between good and bad sometimes it is between the best and the good praise the lord sometimes that which looks harmless to us he has the potential to polarize the potential to have something that is in the future so we need the discernment of god praise the lord as much as we love god and love god's word we also have to love people but it is never at the cost of watering down god's word praise the lord diluting the standards of god's word is never the way praise the lord if you dilute it for one person you will have to dilute it for another person if you dilute it for two people you will have to dilute it for a group of people if you water down the gospel for a group of people tomorrow you will have to water down the gospel for a community for a society and god does not allow that praise the lord people who are in leadership 
Praise the Lord. When God places us in leadership, what God expects from us is utter faithfulness to his word. Praise the Lord. How we bring that out, we need grace. But there is no room for compromising God's word. Anyone who does that, God will hold them accountable. Praise the Lord. It is as simple as that. Now, Jesus is presented or a leper comes before him. Jesus is anointed with the Holy Spirit and with the power. Do you know what Jesus does first for the leper? There are many lepers that were healed. In one of these cases, first thing that Jesus does them is he touches him. Praise the Lord. As a leper is an outcast in the society, the society has excommunicated him. No one can touch him. He's not allowed to go by anyone's side. The first thing that Jesus does is he breaks the social taboo that is placed upon him. Praise the Lord. When the law said that you will be contaminated by the touch, Jesus touches him before he heals him. In other words, an inner healing before a physical healing. There are many people in our fellowships, in our community, who are going through roller coaster experiences of their life. Praise the Lord. And they might fall in our world. Praise the Lord. Everyone might not fall in our world. We have to touch them with a touch of compassion. Praise the Lord. At the same time, it ought to be a touch. Make sure that it is a touch without being contaminated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is very important, folks. Praise God. We talk about mercy, compassion, but as we show compassion, we have to make sure that we are not contaminated. Praise God. I see so many people taking hard and fast stand for people who go away from the standards of God's word. Praise the Lord. If you are compassionate, good. Don't get dragged into it because you will find pretty soon that you will be dragged away from the word of God. But Jesus was so unique and he wants us to arm ourselves with that anointing and with that kind of wisdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Knowing where to stand hard and fast and where to show compassion was Jesus' unique way. No wonder he was not afraid to use the whip not once but twice to cleanse the temple. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So as leaders in any level. If you're teaching a Sunday school class, you are a leader in that Sunday school class. If you are running a ministry, spearheading a ministry, part of your responsibility is correction. Praise the Lord. Correcting people is part of your responsibility. Praise the Lord. If you wink at sin, that sin 
can destroy the life of the person that you are managing and you are ministering. Praise the Lord. If you are in a Sunday school class and if you see one of your students going the wrong way, don't look the other way. Graciously deal with that person and put them in correct path. That's part of the anointing and the role that God has placed upon your life. Praise the Lord. This is not connected to our topic, but I am being reminded, so I, I am going to touch this. Praise God. I see a lot of young parents who have developed a greater tolerance towards worldliness. Praise the Lord. Let me just make this very clear. When worldliness creeps into our lives, it will slowly bring about downfall. Praise the Lord. If you see your friend's children going the wrong way, if you see a church member going the wrong way, you have a responsibility to bring it to the parents' attention. Let me tell you, if you look the other way, one day, when your children go wrong, they will look the other way. Praise God. This ought to be a reality, yanking us out of our indifferent attitude. It is an indifferent attitude. You know, quite often people take the mindset, am I my brother's keeper? You are your brother's keeper. If you are in any role of leadership, if you know someone who's indulging in any kind of sin or worldliness, it is your responsibility to address that issue and put an end to it. Otherwise, God will hold you responsible. If you don't want to take that responsibility, step off because God will hold you responsible. Now, that is garden, but on a human scale, believe me, praise the Lord, when we care about others' children, when we insulate them in prayer, when we cover them in prayer, at times when you have to share things that people are doing wrong to correct them, not to condemn them, but to correct them, you have to speak out. Don't look the other way. If you look the other way, one of these days, the same scenario will knock at your door and you will ask, how come nobody said anything? You know why nobody said anything? Because you did not say something when you could have said. I've been in this church for some time and I've seen people who have gone on the limb for others. They put themselves in a path, in a way that they were criticized, that they were judged, but they still did it because that was the right thing to do. And you know, when you do the right thing in his name, for his cause, praise God, do you know God will stand for you? God will stand for your cause. Praise God. Don't be indifferent to worldliness, sin, creeping, especially those who are involved in ministry. If you know of anyone, 
first hand i'm not talking about rumors i'm not talking about gossip if you know for sure that someone is indulging in sin in worldliness you should address it if you can address it you reach out to the leaders they will help you to address it praise the lord sometimes some cases are out of hand praise the lord some people you tell them over and over and over again they are indifferent you know what god will handle it as human beings we have limitations but god is not limited our sphere of influence our wisdom our counseling all have limitations but when nothing comes under us god will take care of it you just let that let god handle it coming back to what we are saying handling anointing upon us see we always take anointing and we confine it to preaching to singing to teaching we need anointing to preach we need anointing to lead worship we need anointing to 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 play music artfully gracefully skillfully we need anointing to minister but anointing is not simply available for people who minister through the stage anointing is required for every kind of ministry in the body of Christ quite often we overlook those guys who work on media those who work on audio and visual those who keeps the church running those who make sure that the heat is working those who make sure that everything is functioning smoothly have you ever thought that god's anointing is also upon them it might be a different kind of anointing the manifestation might be different but they are integral part of the body of christ god has equipped them with skills and anointing so that they can function in the body of christ praise the lord functioning in the body of christ is not simply performing on the stage it is much much beyond that and we thank the lord for that in the old testament i want to draw a picture there are two men that are mentioned their names are aholiab and bezaleel and god said i'm going to fill them with wisdom my spirit and skills so they can work on the tabernacle praise the lord so there are roles that god gives us we need to understand what our calling is what our roles are in the body of christ quite often there is an appeal for things that are done on the stage because there is a limelight you know but quite often people don't realize or acknowledge that people who are working in administrative roles people who are working physically they are also equipped and enabled by the holy spirit to to fulfill the task that is given to them some folks are gifted with skilled hands and an ability to do things that many of us cannot even dream of doing they may never preach a sermon or never teach a class or do things on the stage but they keep the facilities 
functioning. They keep the churches warm. They keep the, the, the place ready so that every one of us can come and rejoice in the presence of God. Anointing is not just simply confined to ministry on the pulpit. Calling is not simply confined to the stage. You can be an anointed preacher, an anointed pastor, an anointed evangelist, an anointed prophet, but you can also be an anointed physician, an anointed lawyer, an anointed therapist, an anointed mechanic, an anointed engineer, an anointed statesman, an anointed counselor, an anointed entrepreneur, an anointed businessman, because the world is so large and God wants to anoint you so that you can usher God's presence to those whom you are serving, ministering, dealing, wherever God places, God wants you to be anointed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we often think that that, that everything has to be confined within the church walls for, for a person to be anointed. William Wilberforce was a person who lived uh, between 17, between in, in the 1800s, and he was a member of parliament in the UK. Praise the Lord. He was anointed. You know what he did? He was able to abolish slave trade. Can you imagine? And we think God can raise our generation to become statesmen in this country, lawmakers in this country, and anoint them to redirect the course of the nation. Do you believe that? How small is often our prayer? Do you only want to see your children excel within the four walls of the church? Start praying, Lord, Enlarge our territories. Enlarge our boundaries. Enlarge our horizon. Anoint our children with that kind of anointing that they will become Josephs, that they will become Daniels, that they will become Esthers, that they will become people who make a difference in the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we, we are reminded of someone who is living in this generation. All of us know about William Carey. William Carey was known as the uh, father of modern mission in India. In those days, he was able to translate around 35 Bible into 35 different languages in a day and age where there was no technology and everything was done manually. But in this day and age, in our country, here, we have a man called Bobby Grillenwald. He's a pastor and innovation leader of the Life Church in Oklahoma. Do you know what is his contribution? He's the man who brought the U-Version app. And do you know the impact of U-Version, the Bible app? 600 20 million devices have been downloaded with the Bible app. 
620 million devices. And they are saying that there are 3,000 Bible versions and 2,000 languages the Bible is translated through this app. Praise God. Someone who lives in Oklahoma in this day and age. Praise God. How often we think that anointing is something that only the preacher and the teacher know. You can use the anointing upon you to bring forth discoveries, innovations, technologies can excel. You can move into realms and into fields that no one has ever gone. That is what a Holy Spirit anointing can do. When Jesus went around doing good, he went around touching lives, bringing forth deliverance. Can you imagine? God can use you and me, our generation, our children, to be a blessing to hundreds, nay to thousands, to millions around the world. Are you willing? Are you available? Would you be willing to stand for Jesus and Think out of the box so that God can use you for his glory. We need to know why God has called us. Praise God. We need to know why God has called us. Every one of us are not called to do the same thing. Praise God. Quite often we want to covet something that doesn't belong to us. And we put and we waste an entire lifetime trying to do that without success. Instead of that, going into God's presence and telling, Lord, make me an anointed, praise the Lord, physician, an anointed mechanic, an anointed engineer, an anointed lawyer, an anointed, anointed counselor, an anointed man with innovations, an anointed man with ideas. Can you ask God to give you ideas that no one ever had? Praise God. Praise God. The other day, I was talking to a young man and, and as, as I was talking to him, he said that God has promised him to use him in a realms that, God has, God, that, that no one else has been used in inventions. I said, wow. And I asked, what is the step of faith that you have taken? What is the step of faith? He asked, what, is, what should be the step of faith? I said, if that's the promise that God has placed upon you, go and register a company for yourself. Why? Because you are going to invent something. You pay a patent it under your name. And you move forward. Praise the Lord. Let's not limit ourselves. Our God is an unlimited God. Our God is able to do great things through us. Praise God. We need to come to a place and ask ourselves, Lord... What do you want me to do with my life? Praise the Lord. The mandate that God places upon our life, God can anoint us to fulfill that mandate. Praise the Lord. And as God elevates us, we have to become what? More humble. Praise the Lord. 
not boisterous, not throwing our weight around. That's what you see. When God starts using and elevating people, quite often they try, they try to throw their weight around. No. When God exalts us, we don't throw our weight around. We become more humble. Praise the Lord. Even when you disagree, you have to use grace. Praise the Lord. Speaking the truth in love is a standard that God uses. Is a standard that Jesus uses. So we prepare ourselves and submit ourselves to the Lord who can do great things in and through our lives. Praise the Lord. Anointing will set us apart to accomplish God's work for God's glory. Praise the Lord. We have to look beyond earning a livelihood. Listen, folks. We have to look beyond earning a livelihood. Nothing wrong in excelling in your field. Nothing wrong in making money. Nothing wrong in being prosperous. But you have to look beyond earning a livelihood. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? That means, Lord, wherever you have placed me, anoint me to make a difference in that place. Let me usher God's presence in that field. Praise the Lord. The other day, I was talking to a young lady, and she works in the medical field. And she was telling me that people in the hospital that she works comes to her for prayer. Praise the Lord. When there is a problem, when they are, they are struggling in their lives, when they are going through challenges in their life, they come to her and ask her for prayer. And it, it, God has proven over and over and over again. Because I asked her, why is it that they are coming to you for prayer? Because God has proven. When this young lady prays for them, God starts doing things for them. Praise the Lord. There is a world of opportunity waiting for you. To bring the good news of Jesus. To bring the love of Jesus. To bring the compassion of Jesus. To bring the care of Jesus. What does that mean? I was talking to another entrepreneur. And he was telling me that going through the COVID season, their business was down. And they felt that they were, they're going to sink. But throughout the COVID season, he retained his employees and he paid them. Why? Because he had the care of Jesus in him. That is the kind of difference that God wants us to make wherever God places us. Not being indifferent, but rather ushering the kind of anointing that God has placed upon you to bring the glory of God down and the presence of God down. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus said this in, in John chapter 17, 4. And as I conclude, Jesus, as he's getting ready to go to the cross, this is what he said. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And I quote again. This is the words of Jesus. 
have brought you glory on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. Folks, God's name ought to be glorified, not dishonored, glorified through us, wherever God places us. So in the end, you and I can tell the Father, I have brought glory to you by completing the work that you have given to me. And do you know why, why Jesus, how Jesus could do it? Because Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. That anointing is upon our lives. Praise the Lord. We want to finish the task that is at hand. We want to bring glory to his name. When you do God's work, God's way, praise God, the mandate that God has placed upon you, when you do it and you fulfill it, God's name is glorified. Who will commit their life this afternoon by saying, Lord, I am available wherever you place me. I will hallelujah serve you faithfully. I will keep myself from being contaminated by the world. I will be careful, not careless, but careful with my life. And I will be faithful in what God entrusts me. Lord, broaden my horizon. Expand my territories. Help me to do good. Do you want to do good? Do you want to do God's kind of good? God's kind of good is not necessarily just giving certain, some amount of dollars and cutting a check. God's kind of good is ushering God's presence, God's peace, God's power, God's provision through our lives. All eyes closed. One minute. Who will say, Lord, I am available? Number two, who will pray, Lord, help me to understand what my calling is. Everyone is not called to be a pastor. Everyone is not called to be an evangelist. Everyone is not called to be a prophet. Everybody is not called to be an apostle. Everybody is not called to be a missionary. But everybody is called to share the gospel. What kind of anointing rests upon you? Are you faithful in that anointing? What kind of skills and ability God has given you? Are you faithful in that arena? What kind of strengths God has equipped you with? How are you using it? Are you using it to throw your weight around? Or are you using it for the glory of God? For the expansion of the kingdom of God? Praise God. Who would say this morning, Lord, I am available. I will seek, I will search the mind of God concerning me. And wherever God has placed me, I will remain faithful to you. Are you that person? Would you like to make a commitment this morning to the Lord? As strictly between you and him. Between your heart and his heart. Between your spirit and his spirit. In the sanctity 
of the throne room of God. In the personal audience with God right now where you are, you can reach out to him. Will you tell him? Only the future will unveil. Those who make a commitment to the Lord, how God will elevate them, anoint them to do good. Father, we yield our life to you. Thank you for the privilege of coming and being in your presence. How God anointed Jesus with Holy Spirit and power. How he went about doing good. Father, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to excel in arenas, in spiritual realm, in physical realm, in material world, in the business world, in innovation, wherever God has placed us. We need your anointing. Armed with your power, armed with your wisdom, armed with your compassion, armed with your care, armed with your benevolence, armed with your generosity. I pray that all of us will excel in Jesus' name.